0: Casting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show, Talk Show.
1: All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for August the 6th in the year of our Lord 2020. This is our one of two and our goal always. To protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. We use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide, and absolutely we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution, we stand for peaceful restoration. Of the greatest country on the face of the earth. A quick recap: Yesterday, we talked about President Trump announced that two members of the Tennessee Valley Authority would be fired, and he also pressed for the removal of the CEO. Now, if you don't know what the you know the uh, Tennessee Valley Authority or the TVA is, it's a federal corporation created back in 1933 to provide power. And, quote, economic uh, development to the Tennessee Valley. I think they ought to shut that thing all the way down. Corruption, big time going on. We also talked about a granddaughter captures grandparents' sweet reunion. David and Loretta Bowen, both 90 years old, had their sweet reunion at home. Anyway, kind of a cool thing to capture and post on Instagram, huh? We also talked about a Kentucky woman celebrates her 107th birthday. I feel wonderful. I feel happy to have my family with me, said uh, Lottie Spencer. Anyway, 107 years old and pointing to just loving to spend time with the family. That's our kind of stuff, folks. We also talked about Houston, Texas. Mayor whacked out as all get out $250 fine for not wearing masks. Anyway, we then updated with Angela calling in to discuss the freedom from mask mandate rally. That was last night in the Orem City Park, Orem, Utah. Let's get an update from Angela. Hi, Angela. Hello. How'd it go?
2: Um, it just went better than expected, and we were um, we loved gathering with other like-minded people who just love freedom.
1: Did it get crazy? Did people riot? <laughs> nope.
2: No, but uh I think I saw one person even dancing. I think that's as that's as crazy as it got.
1: <laughs> All right. And so what happened then? Did uh, Ammon Bundy show up?
2: Yes. And is Ammon is good for his word and uh, Of course
1: he is. He's a great guy.
2: Right. Uh his speech was um so penetrating to our hearts and he just um he's an amazing speaker. So if you've only heard sound bites from, Ad, from Ammon, you need to make sure you go and hear a full speech from him.
1: Uh, there's also a difference in hearing about Ammon Bundy versus meeting him, shaking his hand, looking him in the eye. I've had the opportunity uh, as good friends with Ammon to pray with him, to eat with him, to spend time with him. And I'm telling you, he is a for-real patriot. He is uh, one who truly takes his liberties seriously.
2: Yeah, and to be honest, he's a personal hero of mine, and so that was the first time I'd met Ammon in person. So it was a great day for me.
1: <laughs> all right, I love it. So, uh, what was the? Did the bureaucrats show up?
2: Um,
1: the the, the Oh, the bureaucrats. Yeah, the, all the elected officials. You know, the, I used to think they were elected. Now I kind of just think they're a bunch of bureaucrats. They don't listen to us. They don't care. Uh, somehow there's voting, unique uh, details of the voting to where, hey, we can't even get them out if we want to.
2: (laughs) Well, they didn't show up. um, See what I'm talking
1: about? That's a bureaucrat. When we elect you and you won't show up, you're a bureaucrat.
2: We actually think they they sent one of their people to kind of come check it out. And um, so, you know, they sent someone to come see what was going on.
1: So what does it all mean then? Mask mandates, we're getting ignored, that's the end of that?
2: Um. You know, I think it was, like we talked about yesterday, it was a real time to educate. So um, maybe the highlight of the whole thing was when um, some older gentlemen were wearing the mask, but um, about halfway through or two-thirds of the way through took their mask off because – um, as was pointed out in one of the speech or a couple of the speeches, really was that a mandate is to intimidate it is not a law, it is not constitutional so we have and most people are intimidated by these things when they' they're coming out and saying, "We mandate this or you have to do this, but we um, have to re educate our brains to understand what it means to be free is to be guided by your own conscience and um, yeah, we obey we obey laws of the land that are uh, reasonable and con- and and constitutional, but there are a lot of unconstitutional, you know, really illegal laws by our constitution standards. So, yeah, and sometimes
1: something may be if it would have passed through the proper channels, it may be even though we may not like it, it could be legitimate if they go about it properly. Oftentimes, what they do is they circumvent the appropriate checks and balances. And so, for an example, a mask mandate by a mayor, by a governor, by a county sheriff, by a who-knows-who and the enforcement thereof, hey, if the state legislative body uh, hasn't been involved in it, it's not a law. So even though, you know what, if it was legislatively passed, we might disagree with it, we could say at least they went through the proper channels. What they're doing, because they know they're not within the law, uh, is they're violating the checks and balances. That's a critical way to know when someone's spot-on, legitimate, uh, appropriate, constitutional or not angela
2: exactly and also another thing that kind of incriminates their conscience is that both times that the public went to talk about and weigh in on how the public felt about it they um would not hold an official meeting and they uh cut the live feed to the zoom so they literally cut us out of the conversation completely And to me, that's like we're back to 1776, King George, complete uh, lack of representation. But I've noticed increased taxation, may I say, as I've been shopping lately. I'll look at my bill and I'll be like, these taxes are even higher than I remember.
1: Well, and that's why I call them bureaucrats, because elected officials listen to the people that elected them. They believe they have an oath of office to uphold. They believe the checks and balances of the greatest country on the face of the earth need to be respected and honored, not trampled on. And bureaucrats don't show up. Bureaucrats send some scout to investigate the landscape. Bureaucrats cut up uh, the um, represented... Uh, out of the mix when they want to discuss something. Bureaucrats have their meeting in secret. So do we know what happened uh, at their, quote, meeting after yours?
2: You know, I, I we we were celebrating the, the rally late afterwards, but I do have a friend who uh, was watching, and I will check in with her to find out. Um, I know that I read the articles that were written about the rally to kind of see how that went. Um, but no, I, I need to check in to find out what happened um my guess is um they 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 placated the people by you know that showed up to the zoom meeting by listening to them but we have come to realize they don't really i mean i don't feel like they really care what we think so um yeah, it'll be interesting to see what she says
1: they care enough about what you think to try to um manipulate things to build a consensus that's yeah. their goal for listening to you. As long as they can really build a consensus with their agenda, you're certainly welcome to be part of it. If you don't go along with their consensus-building exercise, eventually there will be you're out on your out-on-your-ear confrontations, and the only way to solve it is to reelect people who will not do this kind of thing. Um, so what's the next step for you guys
3: then?
2: So um, we realized that, you know, if we just had this great rally and some great speeches and felt good being together, that is not enough.
1: It's so, good, but not enough.
2: Not enough. So um, we are planning to. We need a break. It was a lot of work to put that together in a week, so we're kind of like need a, a week off. But um, we're planning in the next, I would say, maybe three weeks to um, at least get out to the people that that um, signed our papers and and out on the you know probably through you, Sam, <laughs> and through other people that want to get the word out. Uh, we would like to have our own town meeting. Um, this is what the founding fathers did when they felt totally non-represented. Represented, uh, and we have tried to go through these last couple of meetings. We have we have pled for them to have a, a town hall where we can be in person, and 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 if people don't understand uh, why it has to be in person and not on a Zoom call again they cut the feed on the two we were on um they can mute you uh they can they can but the most important thing about being in person is that we feel each other's spirits and we feel the energy and we get to see and be in person and this whole social distancing thing is uh very
1: anti-social angela
2: (laughs) yeah agreed it's there's nothing social about being distant but the thing is, um, they, they don't want us to be able to feel, uh, oh, look at how many people feel the way I do. Yeah,
1: they don't want you to see the numbers. They also don't want to have to confront you. It's very easy to chop you off online and have some administrator press mute or disconnect or reschedule something or be belligerent to you. You know, it's kind of like how social media is. Very, many people can be rude and not, not think of people as human when they have to look you in the eye and say, you know what, we just don't care what you think, Angela. They're not ready to do that and have accountability. They're also a little bit afraid of the people, and I think that's a good thing, because when the people are afraid of the government, we have tyranny. When the government's afraid of the people, we have liberty. Now, I don't want them to be in fear for their lives, but I do want them to truly think about accountability before the consent of the governed.
2: Yes, and I I call this a new trend going everywhere, these Zoom meetings only, I call it the Iron Curtain of technology. So, so we're gonna we're gonna say fine. We'll just we'll just have our own town meeting. So,
1: all right, I'm Maybe. flat out of time, Angela. I don't mean to cut you off. I'm flat out of time. I'm hoping that you'll keep me and Kurt up to date on what's happening. We'll have you back on for updates. We want to follow this, okay?
2: Absolutely.
1: Godspeed. Thank you so much, ma'am, for your hard work.
2: Thank you.
1: Liberty Roundtable live in seconds. Brian Russ with us. RussCoinGift.com coming up on your radio. Honest Money Report. You gotta dig it.
0: attention liberty news radio listeners hard-hitting talk radio has never been and never will be supported by the mainstream in america hard-hitting talk radio is taking on the mainstream press like never before news the networks refuse to use is one of the best ways to educate people We invite all liberty-loving Americans to join with us to restore the principles of our founding fathers and promote God, family, and country in the media and our lives. Please help spread the liberty message with your generous donation. You can go online at libertynewsradio.com right now and make a donation online. Or call 801-756-9133 and make a donation over the phone. That's libertynewsradio.com and 801-756-9133. Make a donation today.
4: Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, Many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation.
1: All right, second hour yesterday, we had Becky Akers with us. Her two incredible books, Hailstorm, about Nathan Hale, Incredible Patriot, and about Benedict Arnold called, uh, let's see, it's called Abducting Arnold. Incredible new novels by them before their are today, Becky Akers. And we talk about the, um, this guy. Uh, it turns out he splits $22 million with his best friend. After winning the laundry, keeping a promise that he made years ago. A promise kept. What do you think, Brian? Winning the lottery. That's the way to, to riches and wealth, isn't it, sir? Not. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but at least, hey, the guy kept his promise. You got to give him a little bit of credit, huh? Yeah, good point. All right. The cops in a major city in Indian- uh, Minneapolis warn the public. Here's what they say, Brian. Prepare to be robbed and obey criminals. That's what the cops say up there. What do you say to that?
5: Yeah, so uh, apparently that's what they wanted, right? Isn't they Get rid of the cops well, the and, and let you know, just let people run amok. Hey, do whatever they want. No accountability.
1: Yeah, Trump's going to send 150 federal law enforcement officers to Chicago. That sounds scary as all get out. Uh, but anyway, they used to say obey your thirst for Mountain Dew. Now it's like, hey, obey the criminals. It's like, what? <laughs> 13-year-old boy got shot. By the cops, turns out that he was actually a 34-year-old armed dangerous man, not a 13-year-old like the mainstream press told you. Just so you know. Now, officers are doing good things, too, by the way. They they revived an unresponsive child floating in a pool, saving lives. They don't tell you about that going on there, Brian. Also, Looney Tunes yeah. in the news, they banned Elmer Fudd and Yosemite Sam. They can't have guns anymore, buddy. <laughs> you remember Elmer Fudd? Wow. Yeah, Yosemite be... Sam. No guns for those guys, man.
5: Yeah, wow. What's next? The coyote? I mean, hey, you can't have a coyote <laughs> eating a roadrunner. That's right. What do you think they're going
1: to take out the coyote next, Kurt?
6: <laughs> well, I mean, he's got rights too. I mean, oh, know, good point. Protect him. <laughs>
1: coyote. He's probably got more rights than we got, Kurt. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, uh, You're... Brian. We're ready for an honest money update, sir. Well, gold this morning is at $2,059.30. Two-zero-five-nine-dot-thirty.
5: That's up, sir. That's up. Yeah. What mm-hmm. do you think of that,
1: Kurt? Watch. Now those guys that tell me they're ready to invest all kinds of money in Liberty News Radio, once gold and silver are up, they're ready to go, aren't they, sir?
6: Well, maybe they lost our number, Sam. Um, you know, uh it seems like, uh, but I do see uh, some other reports. Uh, here's a Yahoo headline. Gold at 3 k $50 silver, B of A, and that would be Bank of America raises metal price targets. I don't know. What do you, what do you think, Brian? All right, what's, before we get, get to we what had you had
1: think, it? what's silver? Uh, oh, that's silver right. $28.23.
5: cents. Twenty-eight,
1: twenty-three. How much is one of those Silver Eagle silver dollars then? Those dudes well, are yeah, gonna be forty bucks.
5: Yesterday almost. they were thirty six seventy
1: five. See they're low, Kurt. Only thirty six seventy five, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Wowzers. I wonder why why is gold and silver moving so much? Or let me say it differently. Why is the dollar tanking, Brian?
5: Well, the dollar's tanking because it's finally I think, you know, more investors people are looking at the fact of all the corruption and things that are that are happening. I mean, I, you know, what, what was one of the uh things I read uh um this Anna goldborough from Gold uh, uh from Kitco. She's saying positioning indicates investors' attitudes for gold to get to three thousand, the market could have uh have to see deter- deteriorating economic conditions. Well, haven't we seen deteriorating deteriorating economic conditions for a while? For a long while? I mean I mean it's already just
6: different. our lifetime as far as I know, you know.
5: Yeah. So I, you know, I, it's, you know, and also, you know, this, uh, this big uh, square of uh, silver, that uh, he says, silver doctor, he says that silver manipulation ending after 150 years. Well, yeah, pretty much. I mean. <laughs>
6: you believe that? It,
5: so Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, they've just been manipulating the paper markets like that. And, and yet we. See what,
6: what's the other word they call it? Uh, manipulating? Is it spoofing?
5: spoofing or, yeah, there you go. Yeah, so, I mean, we we've, we've mean. been watching this forever and yet. Now they're kind of showing. wow, if things are starting to happen, we better get in. We've been preaching all along, you know, the average cost, the you know, the average American, you know, buy a little here, buy a little. Before you know it, you've got a nice little nest egg that you don't have to really just fall into their hands and say, hey, take care of me, help me. Uh, you know, when these when these people in Seattle or Chicago are, you know, destroying my, my business because we've told the police they're not wanted, but yet we want the criminals to come in. And, and, and paint our buildings and do their damage. We want them there. Yeah. I, I you know it's a, it's a
1: mess. So anyway, <laughs> I'm not sure how to respond to, to America. This because we have a coin shortage they say. Banks are asking you to go ahead and turn in your, you know, what copper money, Brian?
5: <laughs> yeah, that's right. They're turning the copper, and whether next they're going to come and take our silver and
1: gold—is that kind of their plan? Well, but, it looks like remember, they start at uh, the bottom and work their way up, right? Yeah. But
6: but remember, Brian reported to us that his buddy had had said, "Hey, man, they just kind of came and cleaned out all the coins," and so, you know, he's not sure if that's real. You know, uh, I mean, yeah. it's almost like uh, a made-up kind of problem.
1: Well, you're, you're well, it depends on how you define made-up, Kurt you know, that's, that's exactly correct in right. that avenue. You know, the thing is, is when we
5: talk about when we talk about the media, you know, and their fake news, how, how about we take care of the media? I mean, if they're going to print, you know, if they're going to come out and, and, and say, like you just said a minute ago, Sam, you know, there's fake news that they report on and so on, which isn't even true because, they, you know, we won't have the story or they're just not. Why don't we? I'd love to see the president kind of start taking charge and say, you know what, you're going to have accountability in your company. We're going to start taking half your your money because we're going to find you every time you – I don't know. I mean, really start telling them. So I, I don't know. That would be nice.
1: Well, Facebook just literally uh, – and Twitter and some of these – they're starting to basically take down Trump's videos and say that the president is the peddler of propaganda. They're the ministers <laughs> of truth there, Brian. Right. Well,
5: okay. Yeah, there you go. They've been saying that for a long time, too, haven't
1: they? Now, if, you, if you're if you not careful, they're going to start at the bottom with, like, pennies and dimes and nickels and stuff like that. Eventually, they're coming for Kurt's rhodium, Brian.
5: Yeah, rhodium's sitting at $9,050. Uh, Kurt, your investment's going
1: up, buddy. Kurt.
6: That's right. I got the same amount of rhodium as I've always had, and uh, you know, I mean, it's just uh, amazing.
1: Now, why Kurt wants to talk about rhodium every week and he won't even get any is beyond me. Maybe it's a dollar thing, Kurt.
6: Yeah, it's possible.
1: <laughs> Maybe the dollars you had yesterday are just not worth enough to buy today. Is the problem? Is that the issue, Kurt? Yeah. For you?
6: Well, the dollars I had yesterday is the point. I had.
1: <laughs> oh, <yesterday>. good <laughs> point. All right.
5: Well, they- Hey, Kurt, you might want to get, they might come after that liquid gold.
1: Oh, man.
6: Good point, honey for rhodium. You're going to honey uh, for rhodium. We, Good uh, work. And, I like uh, that. you know, I don't know if you knew about it, Brian, but there was a big shindig. Some folks, uh, you know, showed up at the uh, Orem City Park last night, uh, you know, led with our buddy Am and but, uh, Bundy and. Uh, And a bunch of other folks uh, upset about the whole mask thing. And they were across from where we were having our uh, farmer's market. Uh, The ladies and gentlemen that run the farmer's market were worried about it. Uh, They sent out an email uh, or a text saying, hey, there was going to be a protest and stuff. And and, uh, when I got there, I said... Well, sorry about this, but we had them on the radio yesterday morning. I mean, the parking lot was jam-packed. Couldn't even fit any of the people going to the farmer's market there, you know. But uh, they only had, at least they reported to me, only one little crazy lady with a, like an umbrella going around wanting to protest in the farmer's market, and they asked her not to. But other than that, I think everything went pretty good. i got good. a question.
1: If you feel like yeah. your bureaucrats are out of control, and I call them that because they're not listening to the people. Kurt, okay. You could say representatives or elected officials, but when they flat out, you know, jettison the public and won't take input from those who elected them, and these kind of things, to me, they're bureaucrats. Okay, so the Uh bureaucrats won't listen to the people. The people get together with a peaceful rally. They want to peacefully assemble and they want to discuss and have speakers to educate, is what they say. We had them on the radio. Let's not take words out of their mouth. We know exactly. Uh, what they're saying, because Angela was, you know, articulating, and she's one of the spokesmen and the leaders there. Okay, so what part of that is a protest? I don't get it. There's no protest about it. Understand there's a difference between peacefully assembling, as the Constitution, you know, suggests the Bill of Rights, First Amendment says, hey, that's not only our opportunity, but our duty when necessary. Um, What's the difference between that versus a protest versus a riot versus a, you know, pill-ing, pillaging and plundering property. And what I mean is, there's levels here and they're playing games. This is, they make it sound like the riots where people are getting shot and cop cars are being turned over and cops are getting physically violently abused and, uh, you know, we're burning down buildings. You know, that's a peaceful protest and this is a protest. I mean, they're insane. We're not even talking the same apples, Kurt. When we come back, I want you and Brian to respond to this because I really think this is the key. I believe these people are just simply peacefully assembling. As the First Amendment affords them the, not only opportunity, but right to do so? The obligation when necessary to do so? But they're acting like that's a protest, and so are these crazy thugocracy rioters that are just raging in the streets? And when they report on it, they make it sound like it's the same thing. I mean, these people are off the charts. Hang tight, folks.
0: Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio
7: News with Chris Barnes. Two days after Dr. Anthony Fauci said that a vaccine for COVID-19 could be available by the end of this year, Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar says this morning the race to develop one is looking promising. It is very credible that we will have the high tens of millions of doses of FDA gold standard
8: vaccine by the end of this year and many hundreds of millions of doses of vaccine by the beginning of next year.
7: He spoke on Fox News. President and Trump's to visit Ohio today touring a Whirlpool appliance factory before zipping into Cleveland for a fundraiser. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio says Tropical Storm Issa Isk was the strongest weather system to hit that city since Hurricane Sandy in 2012. And this is USA Radio News. A federal appeals court has ruled that oil can keep flowing through the Dakota Access Pipeline, at least for now. A three-judge panel yesterday throwing out a shutdown order that was issued last month. The court did stand by a March decision that could eventually revoke the Corps of Engineers' permit for the pipeline's Missouri River crossing in North Dakota. Vice President Mike Pence was in Clearwater, Florida last evening, talking with voters as he kicked off his Faith in America tour. Pence telling the pro-life audience they need to stick with President Trump this fall.
4: The man who is the most pro-life president... In American history, I bring greetings from the 45th president of the United States, President Donald Trump.
7: National Weather Service says it's determined it was an EF-3 tornado in North Carolina on Monday night that leveled houses and killed two people during Hurricane Isaias. This is USA Radio News.
1: All right, Brian Rust, Rust, rustcuttinggift.com with us. And it's my contention that they're acting like this rally last night. It was super peaceful. Everybody got along. They had speeches and everything else. It was very mellow. They're talking about that's a protest? I don't think so. I think it's a, well, the people are peacefully assembling as the First Amendment opportunity affords them. But they make that sound like they're they're in a protest, kind of like the rioting thugs are in peaceful protests. I mean, this is just propaganda, folks. To act like this is all the same thing is insanity. Kurt?
6: Well, and uh, one of the other things I thought was interesting since, you know, uh, we know about being there for the farmer's market and, you know, that kind of part, and we also know because we had the people on the radio with us uh, earlier, uh, you know, I remember talking to the lady that runs the farmer's market, I said, well, you know, she was complaining about the parking and the, the whole thing was all jammed up and stuff, and I said, well, I guess we're maybe partly to blame about that. But, uh, you know, I thought it was interesting. They had everything in need for a big city, quote, protest, uh, or, excuse me, peaceful protest. They had the police cars there. They could have lit them on fire just like, you know, they do in, uh, you know, what was it, Portland and By the Seattle way, we are saying don't try this at Saint home. St. Louis. I mean, at your park. That's right. Uh, I mean, and yet. Um, hey, I didn't see any of that going on. I mean, like I say, the, the roughest deal that at least was reported to me was some lady was walking around with an umbrella that had some signs on it, that, you know, protesting the whole mask thing. And, uh, you know, the guy at the farmer's market that runs it asked him, ask her not to go and, you know, go from place to place and bother the farmer's market people. And I mean... That's pretty light compared to uh, yeah, it is. But you know, what's interesting to me though too is this lady building, with an umbrella. You know,
1: though stuff. they they usually plant people like that to walk in and be a little bit goofy to make the, the whole exercise look goofy. And the question is, who is she? Was she even really one of the organizers, or was it just some random person to show up to kind of marginalize the whole effort? You see what I mean?
6: Or did she have a pair of those boots on that you know the federal government? you know, you know remember that? Yeah, we caught with
1: pro- being becoming provocateurs and everything else and. Anyway, yeah. I, so I don't know this lady. I don't know the mellow lady. All I know from experience, yeah. though, is, hey, they do things like that. So you have you know 300 people meet that are all peaceful and mellow and appropriate. Then you have one whacked-out person that supposedly... Is with them and carries their message, but in reality, it's some provocateur that's trying to kind of put things on the edge. Now, everybody's just a whacked out, crazy woman with an umbrella kind of an idea. Oh my gosh, get her away from my booth, would you please? Kind of a. But then you find out. She'd be
6: the only one they'd show up on TV, you know?
1: Exactly the point, yes. And then you find out they're not even really even associated. No one knows who she is. She came to a meeting like three weeks ago and somebody kicked her out kind of stuff because, like, who are you? What are you doing? You know what? This isn't what. She asked.
6: She. She asked the farmers' market guy to call the cops on her, and I was like, "What? Wow, call the cops on weird. me? Yeah." So in other words, she's just wanting, you know, some notoriety.
1: Well, notoriety. and either she's she's doing it for her own interest, and she really is crazy, or she's a plant. But the idea that she represents the rest of the people that were there, see, I don't think so. But this allows them the cover to report propaganda. Brian, what do you say? I'm saying these people peaceful. Um, assemblies, if you will, are not the same as these protesters. They're reporting as if it's all the same thing. This big spectrum is kind of one of the same, Brian. It's a lie. Well, one of the
5: things that I kind of hold to is by their fruits you shall know them, and I, I think that you look at this and you're saying, okay, well, what, what, what are you seeing? Well, you're seeing when we we talk about a peaceful gathering of of, of people that are like minded that want to see things that you know the uh, hold true to some of the. The truth that we hold on to as a country, and and uh, well, that that seems like a pretty pretty good fruit. Those that want to tip over cars and destruct and and paint buildings and damage, well, that that fruit doesn't look very good. I don't think I want to eat that fruit. So I you know I kind of hold to that adage.
1: Amen to that. When I was a kid, they used to do cow tipping. Now they're going to car tipping in modern times. People, just saying. <laughs> all right, <No. laughs> all right. There's an NFL legend. It's Damus Herschel Walker. Do you know who this guy is, Brian?
5: Uh, Herschel Walker. Yeah.
1: yeah. All right. You know who he is, Kurt? Yes, I do. NFL yes, legend yes, Herschel Walker.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yep. He slams Black Lives Matter. He says, I'm for American Lives Matter. Oh, uh, amen. Brian? Amen, huh? Yeah. What do you think of that, there Kurt? You go.
6: Well, he can say it, too. Uh, you know, he is a black man. And, uh, you know, so then he's got that kind of going.
1: I for can say him, it too I don't even know who's black or white or anything else, yeah, man. I think American right. Lives Matter, too, dang it. A
6: blind man and a black <laughs> man. Right. And, and uh, so then you get, uh, you know, Herschel Walker. I mean, he's been impressive all the time. It's, you know, he's kind of like a Ben Carson, though, Sam. They're just. Dog it, they just don't have room to put him on the front page, you know.
1: Yeah, we can't be hanging out with this black man. He's off the reservation. I mean, he's off the plantation there. Oh, it's the other people that are on the reservations. I got it. I'm with you now. Okay. Glad I got that all straightened out. It's just crazy town, folks. Now, you know, he says American lives matter, and I think all lives in the world matter, including American lives. But I get his point that you know what, this is the legacy of freedom country, and this is the country that respects life at least more so than other countries. Uh, president Trump is one of the most pro-life presidents in our lifetime. And Mike Pence highlighted that even at the bottom of the hour news. That, hey, this is the most pro-life president we've had in our lifetime. And you know what, Kurt? It's true. I know there's a lot to go. I know we wish President Trump would do more. I get all that. But you got to give credit where credit's due. This president has done more for pro-life than any president in our lifetime, I- including blowing away Ronald Reagan, Brian, and then Kurt. Yeah,
5: you're absolutely right. And there again, you know, we obviously like to see him do more, but it seems like the more he tries to accomplish or something, something, they keep throwing on. I mean, one one thing that you look from the left or the I look at, you know, right and wrong or, you know, God and Satan and and those kind of the the fight against that. It seems like, you know, that left wants to really clutter up your. Agenda, just really throw things and just if it's not this, it's this. And if you prove me wrong, I'm going to throw this. And if you, and it just continues to go. And by doing that, the confusion and so on that, that uh, it causes, uh, you know, make perhaps stops that agenda from moving forward at a a, a greater pace than we want to see it. And, uh, you know, that's what's happening. I mean, there's so much of this crap out there and bad fruit that, uh, you know, just continues to roll ahead. And we know that it's going to happen. I mean, the opposition, I guess, in all things, but uh, he's doing more than than like you have said, better than before.
6: Kurt, well, yeah, I've you know, I mean, people see me uh, selling the uh, "Make America Great Again" hats and the you know Trump flags and the Trump signs, and they think, man, this guy's you know all in. And then they talk to me and find out that I didn't even vote for him. Uh, you know they go well what's up with that and I said well here's the problem uh, you know I didn't know what he was I mean I knew uh, you know that he was a Republican and in in the state of Utah a Republican pretty much always wins in my lifetime and so I typically am a supporter of the Constitution Party or the Independent American Party you know something like that just because you know number one I think that's even a better choice uh, but they didn't win and yet then when i see what the president has done we were there at the inauguration we heard what he said to the people and he's you know done what he said and you look at the list of things that he's kept uh, promises that he's kept in my lifetime i've never seen anybody come close to that so I just feel like, you know, he deserves all the support we can give him and and all the encouragement so that, you know, maybe we get more good stuff.
1: Well, and I look at using Brian's uh, analogy or, or example, I should say, or, you know, kind of guideline about by their fruits, shall you know them? I didn't vote for Trump. And when he walked down the escalator, I looked at this guy and say, hey, he's a perverted guy. You know, he's all into women and hanging out with Howard Stern and this kind of guy. He's rich and wealthy, and he's not going to do any good for America. Look who all of his compatriots are or his comrades or whatever word you want to use. him. And he's been hanging out with the Bill Clinton crowd forever, and I'm just like, you know what? This guy's not my kind of guy. That's what I thought at first. However, two things can happen. Change is real. Change is possible. If you believe in the Savior Jesus Christ's whole message, it's about change and repentance and following him and, and, you know, taking the average natural man and turning him into a godly man and that applies to women too don't misunderstand me we're talking about mankind and the improvement thereof through change and repentance and discovery and learning and growth and you know hey use your agency wisely to eventually learn to obey the god of heaven okay and so president trump didn't have a great track record that i looked at the fruits and i went "Mm, this isn't the guy for me so i voted for somebody else as well on the uh, constitution party ticket um however as i look at the fruits i say look first they started saying trump's evil then they started saying well You know what? He's a baby Christian. He's learning. And then we go and we go to the Donald Trump Republican um, inauguration, and there's more prayers there than I've ever seen. And it's from a broad spectrum of religious views and backgrounds. I mean, other times, hey, Mormons wouldn't be praying or members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. They were there and said a prayer. And these different uh, religious groups were there. And, And the First Lady was praying and all the And I go, wait a minute, this is supposed to be the pervert, right? What's going on around here? And as I've watched President Trump steadily carry out his oath of office, his duty, I say, man, the guy's got a long way to go, don't we all? But at the same time, I go, he's the most pro-life guy. He's putting, maybe not perfect, but he's putting conservatives on the courts. He's rolling back regulations. He's And I'm going, wait a minute. The fruits don't match what I thought about this guy. Hang tight. I'll tell you the rest.
9: Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy,
7: what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins?
9: Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry. We're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy,
7: why if somebody steals gold?
9: just like a credit card, or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org.
8: TalkRight, the conservative app offered by TalkStream Live that caters exclusively to the conservative talk radio community. Here you'll see only talk shows and podcasts from the conservative right. All the big broadcast names and online digital shows in one place. TalkRight makes it easy to find all your favorite conservative talkers with all the upscale features you come to expect from TalkStream Live. Keep up with the fast-paced political world. Download TalkRight today from Google Play or the App Store.
1: saying i look at the fruit of this guy and i say wait a minute he's promoted pro-life more than any other president remember pro-life is the issue i said when the democrats took power before trump was even there it was the house and the senate they gained i said pro-life has got to be the key component to success here pro-life and honest money are the two key realities we need to face if we want to restore the greatest country on the face of the earth anyway i digress except to say president trump has delivered on this now the republicans by and large have not But President Trump has really been pro-life. I mean, he's the first guy to speak to the pro-life groups, the peacefully assembling, as they do every year, to promote pro-life. And so he's really done so. He's changed uh, laws and guidelines. He's really uh, reduced regulation to the best of his ability. He's got a long way to go, but he's challenged in the courts at every turn. Uh, He's pro-life. He's pro-prayer. He's done more for religious freedom to bring prayer back to schools, and he's had press conferences and different things. And so I look at the fruits of this guy, and I go, you know what? I know the guy's not perfect. I understand all that. But God is using him to truly make a difference, and he is willing to be reflective and contemplate and understand and realize the roots of America and embrace those. And, uh, you know, all those who were his, quote, cronies of yesteryear have now basically disavowed him and said, hey, this guy's a nut. Well, far from being a nut, I look at the fruits of what he's doing, and I say, no, this guy is different than I thought he was too. The gospel of Jesus Christ can change people. Being coming the president of the United States creates sober reflection in people where they go, hmm, this isn't a game. This isn't a big old, you know, Key West, Florida party. This is serious business, and I'm going to be about the business of patriotism. And, and it, it causes people to change. And if there's one thing we believe in, is it's change, and the fruits denote that change. Brian,
5: yeah, you're right on, uh, Sam. I, I agree with you 100, and that, and that's the key. I mean, we know this president isn't perfect. Who is perfect? You know, we had you know the Savior who came, but he's trying to accomplish things uh, that that we support, and and uh, yeah, he's 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 not been a president before, and he's learning as he goes ahead, and he's bombarded on every side, but but we want to see some of this change. Pro-life, absolutely. I mean, you know, you know, the agenda for that, and talking more about, you know, protecting and, and stop the abortions and all the corruption that's that's bought into that, and and all the other things. And so, yeah, we're for that, and I, I feel he's doing a, And this is what he said he would do, and so he's he's told the truth in that endeavor. So we're, you know, we need to follow our path and help support him.
1: Well, and we can acknowledge the truth, or we can bury our head in the sand. We can just stick with the we're never Trumpers, or we can stick with the fact that, hey, he's changed and evolved, and so have our views regarding him based on the fruits. Kurt?
6: Couldn't agree more, Sam. Uh, you know, and uh, you look at uh, what's happening. I mean, uh, it's so stark, uh, the choice that people have if they choose you know, the sources like uh, New York Times, Washington Post, uh, CNN, they're going to get a picture of, man, the most evil guy you've ever seen or heard that somehow is, you know, tyrant in the White House. And yet, you know, then you go to, you know, places like Breitbart and uh, World Net Daily, the Western Journal, and you go, man, you know, I mean, we've never seen a better one, uh, you know, and and the question you've got to ask i mean first of all if you're at least willing to look at both sides you've got to ask well who's telling the truth and and then you you know use that old phrase of by their fruits you shall know them and uh if you really dig you'll see the real truth you know it's amazing to see it
1: and the truth shall set you free speaking of the truth setting you free Everybody loves to mock President Trump and say the guy's just clueless. He makes all these goofy statements about the coronavirus or about this or about that. And Well, there's a headline that kind of blows this out of the water. This is the point. They always mock him, but when you dig in, you find out it's way different than you're told in the media and you find out that President Trump is way more sane, way more rational, way more in touch with what's really going on than they want you to believe. The headline says this. Trump's COVID boasts is nearer to the truth than components. I'm sorry, than opponents would like to admit so much for the conceit that a reckless president has led the U.S. into a disaster. Kurt, you want to finish up on this one?
6: Very good, In this uh, story, I'm glad you bring it up, Sam, it, it talks about something called the CFR. Now, we've heard of the CFR in the past, it was the Council on Foreign Relations, in this case, the CFR stands for the Case Fatality Ratio, um, you know, and they say, given that enlightened opinion, now pretty well defines itself against whatever Donald Trump says, you know, and so that's their Never Trump crowd. It is hardly surprising to hear the U.S. President being excoriated for saying in a television interview that the U.S. figures for death per cases of COVID were lower than the world, lower than Europe, that. People laugh at him whenever he opens his mouth on COVID-19. Now, let me stop you there. anything else for that And, matter. and the reason yes.
1: they laugh at him because they have their manipulated statistics where they, you know, report case after case after case. Then we find out all the case numbers are faked and manipulated and uh, not tabulated correctly and everything else. But President Trump has a deeper understanding that the mainstream press fails to educate and complete the discussion point or the story on. And here's the details, Kurt.
6: That's right. And... Uh, You know, they say um, he was clear that he was referring to the ratio of deaths to recorded cases of COVID-19, and they call it this metric technically known as the case fatality ratio or CFR. Sure enough, they say the U.S. currently has a CFR of 0.033, which is lower than the world as a whole of 0.037 and lower than in the, uh, well, they, they say, uh, You know, like in the European areas and all this other. Britain's CFR, they say, is 0.15, which is much higher than 0.034 or 0.033. So, you know, Italy's is 0.14. German, you know, Germans is higher. So anyway, uh, like you say, uh, the fact is, if you really dig deep, you find out the truth. But you got to be willing to dig deep. Most people just want to put on a mask and, you know, turn on CNN
1: maskless liberty roundtable live digs deep don't we brian
4: (laughs) there you go
5: well and that's the thing with the mainstream media and so on they only get pieces and if you're not willing to dig you're not going to see you're going to be led along uh, by wherever they want to take you
1: yeah and by the way they're derelict in their duty to say the least next headline highlights the point even further pennsylvania reports kurt
6: Well, that's right. The headline from Breitbart, Pennsylvania reports over 500 coronavirus deaths in July down 53.5% from June. So if you really got given that report, so, uh, I mean, uh, even if you just got given the last part, which is really the the good news, you know, they say, look, the number's down 53.5% from June. That's, you know, a boatload of good news. But does that get touted?
1: Does that No, because you're going to listen to Fauci and he's going to go, that's a false narrative, Kurt, to think that. <laughs> that's right. To be happy about that is just Good like a point. false narrative. See, these guys are crazy. <laughs> now, to highlight that's the true. point, Sweden jumps into the mix to even clarify further to President Trump's point, Kurt.
6: That's right. Their top virus expert says, quote, no point in wearing a face mask. Uh, and he touts the country's improving COVID numbers after choosing not to lock down. That's a world net daily piece. Uh, pretty good stuff.
1: It's very good stuff, mainly because it's truthful stuff. And I think the Swedens are really on it. Now they tout the country's improving COVID numbers after choosing to not lock down brian this is a significant point that can't be ignored they're touting the sweden's better numbers and they're the country that never even locked down now they're saying hey because we didn't lock down we're getting over this faster and they're right again
5: there you go so that's you know they, they made some good choices there and then yeah. well and i think that's helped them obviously we we kind of wanted to lock everything down shut our economy down destroy and i think that was an agenda an agenda to kind of, okay, rely on the government, listen to them. This is how you got to just, like, like sheep fall, you know, or, you know, I kind of like, you know, you go to the, these, you know, if these, these herds are running to the edge of the cliff and we're just going to follow the other, and if it goes off, I'm going off. And so we're just that's kind of our mentality here. But I like the fact that one of the things that popped in my mind is by two or three or four uh, witnesses, you know, of various other places who are, te- you know, witnesses, we kind of know the truth, right? I mean, it's not just one person telling us or this person, but we have others who have testified or whatever have said this. We kind of kind of understand, and and they're seeing more of the truth as a result.
1: Right as rain, in the mouth of truth, through witnesses shall every word be established. Brian's hitting hard today with another valid point of reality check. Uh, And again, President Trump digging into the details, and we challenge the mainstream press to have the guts to dig with him and find out the truth, and let's not just be never-Trumpers. Let's be honest and open and welcoming and say, hey, what's the truth? And if the truth is good, can we, will we, are we humble enough to embrace it? Andy Schlafly, you know, Philip Schlafly's son, asks an incredible question, Kurt.
6: Well, yeah, he says... um did Herman Cain die for lack of hydroxychloroquine? Um, You know, and then he says, uh, in Costa Rica, with liberal use of HCQ, the death rate is one fifteenth of America's. And he talks about how where, uh, you know, Herman Cain was, you get certain states where they don't allow hydroxychloroquine, this thing that's been around for like 60 years, and they use it even as a, the fancy word is prophylaxis, which basically means something that will, uh, you know, um, discourage it even before you ever get it. So it'll make it so that way. And, and yet, um, uh, you know, nobody's really asked that question. And as far as I can see, they say that, um, you know, even though he, he asked for it or whatever, they, they really didn't give it to him. There Did not. Um, I think we should have got know.
1: Herman Cain in Texas or that doctor out of Texas, um, uh- Good point. Uh, Bart- Barton, is that what it is? Well, Dr- you got
6: Richard uh, Bartlett.
1: Yeah, oh, Bartlett. Yeah, Dr. Bartlett. Okay, mm-hmm. I wish they would have gotten sure. together because I think Bartlett could have saved poor Herman Cain's I life. Agree. And our prayers go out to Herman Cain's family. And what a tragic mm-hmm. loss. But again, the point's made by Randy Slaffley. Hey, what about all these alternative choices and stuff? If you just deny everybody of them and then they die, are they better off? Uh, I'm thinking <laughs> not. You know what I'm talking about? Good point. Mm-hmm. That's just me. But it's an interesting yeah. point, nevertheless. And
6: Yeah, and he says the hospitals in the United States are far better funded than the hospitals in Costa Rica. But it's uh, medication that costs less than a dollar a pill, which seems more effective than ventilators and ICUs. You know, they're talking about the hydroxychloroquine. You can't get it here, but you can get all that other expensive stuff, you know. I mean, could it have saved him? I'd say yeah,
1: very likely, very possible. There's a lot of opportunities. I say we fire Fauci and we hire Atlas. We'll talk about that next hour. Sam and Kurt on your radio. Brian Rust, thank you, my friend. Great commentary, sir. Hey, thanks
5: for having me on. And then may I just say, help us support Sam and Kurt in their endeavor and uh, help donate bit. That'd be
1: awesome. Thank you, sir. All right, there's Brian Rust. Kurt thought those Silver Eagle Silver dollars were, uh, you know, 40 bucks or so. They're only 36 something You can get a bunch of them from Brian, and it's the that's honest right. coin dealer of choice for me. All right, for get Brian Rust. Get them
6: before Rust. they're 70 bucks, you know.
1: Yeah, that's a good idea. Right? Yeah, I would say so, yeah. <laughs> um, your Hurry dollar up. keeps a-falling is the point. Anyway, for Brian Rust, RustCoinandGift.com, Kurt Crosby and Sam Bushman, God Save the Republic. Of the United States of America LovingLiberty.net
0: Broadcasting live From atop the Rocky Mountains The crossroads of the West West. You are listening to The Liberty Roundtable Radio talk Radio Talk Show
1: All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans, Sam Bushman, Kurt Crosby, live on your radio. This is the broadcast for August the 6th in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our two of two, the goal always to protect life, liberty and property and to promote God, family and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Wow, a lot of stuff going on, folks. Last hour was a killer hour, folks. I'm telling you right now, great talk radio. Angela reporting on local politics that has national and international implications about the battle on to wear and not to wear masks. Using our First Amendment right to peacefully assemble. Ammon Bundy doing a great job coming to the event. Incredible speaker. Uh, You got that on the local level, but yet we ought to duplicate that or replicate that, whatever you want to call it, all across the country. Good people saying, hey, wait a minute, you don't have authority to mandate masks. What are you doing? Calling to account those who we've elected, who have their just power derived from the consent of the governed. That's we, the people, ladies and gentlemen. Right on up to national stories. Brian Rust, Quinn Agift, doing a phenomenal job. Brian Rust, incredible insight and commentary. Kurt Crosby bringing incredible stories to the table. Yeah, NFL legend Herschel Walker slams. Black Lives Matter says I'm for American lives. American Lives Matter. Amen to Herschel. Trump's COVID talk. They say COVID boast. I don't really like that. I don't know how much he's boasting when the mainstream press literally manipulates and downplays everything he says and or does. At some point, is it really boasting to say, wait a minute, look what we've done. This is incredible. Look what we've accomplished. Look what we're doing. It's boasting, you could say, but if they would cover it right, would he be boasting or would he let them carry the ball? But when they literally shut down all the good that's being done, all right, Pennsylvania reports of our 500 coronavirus deaths in July. They said that's way down from June, way down. How much? 53.5%, folks. That is significant. Okay, Sweden Stop, virus expert. No point in wearing a face mask, folks. This guy touts the country's improving COVID numbers after never locking down. All right. And this is important because so is President Trump really boasting or is he really trying to set the record straight? Knowing President Trump, to be honest, it's a little bit of both. But if you're the president, you're trying to get reelected. Wouldn't you boast a little bit about your accomplishments? It's kind of like me walking in with my resume, and they're like, Sam's boasting about his experience in radio. You know, he's been on the radio 25-plus years, nationally syndicated talk show host, one of the top 250 talkers in the nation, broadcasted live from the Republican National Convention and CNN, brought him water, broadcasting live from the Republican um, inauguration of the greatest president in modern times, President Donald J. Trump. And, you know, now he's on your radio telling the tale of liberty, He built a radio network. In fact, he's built several of them as an engineer, including the current two that we're on. One he helped grow, and uh, the other one he built entirely. Um, Then building software for radio stations and over 350-plus stations use my software already and growing. Okay, am I really just trying to tell you how awesome I am? Or am I really trying to use it if I'm looking for a job, like President Trump is doing right now, by the way. He's looking for a job for the next four years, right, to represent we the people. All right? It, am I really boasting about that if I put all that on my resume, or, or am I telling you who I am and what I've accomplished? A little bit of both, right? Okay, but do you do you fault the president for that? Well, since they fault him for everything, of course they do. But I don't. It makes sense to me. Why? Because I like President Trump. I'm a businessman. I get it. That's why. All right. Hi, Kurt.
6: Buenos dias. Uh, greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam what do you think of my yeah. intro though about that Kurt? I, I like it it's amazing
1: know, to me that they're attacking good. him for trying to highlight his accomplishments in the hostile hostile environment he finds himself in
6: well that's <laughs> right i mean uh you know he's uh it's nice to see every so often he gets some support from somewhere and um you know at least in my opinion uh that's what you've got these days you're gonna have to choose and uh, I was looking up uh, just to kind of make the point, Sam, uh, after our buddy Amit Bundy was here uh, locally, uh, you know, last evening. You know, certain places I noticed, uh, you know, there was a Daily Herald had a story about him. Uh, you know, the, uh, um, looks like the two news people had a story about him, but I couldn't see anything on KSL. I, I doubt there'll be anything on Deseret News. Uh you know there's just certain ones that want to cover they the one story from the uh, <clears throat> herald said that the uh uh oh, a couple hundred people were huddled uh around the amphitheater you know i mean i didn't see any huddling going on uh, there and it looked like uh you know probably 400 people to me uh but anyway
1: they say uh Hey, don't believe you're lying eyes, there. buddy. You got uh, the reporters going on, Kurt. I, I know. That's <laughs> a great point. Doesn't matter if yeah. you're there. Doesn't matter if you know you see the whole event different, my friend.
6: They say that Ammon was clutching a microphone. Oh man! All of a sudden, the series waking up now. Wait a minute! Clutching a microphone
1: series. is that any different than anybody that goes up to a microphone to speak, Kurt? See, they make it sound like it's just. He had his gun in one hand and the microphone in the other. He had a bad look, an evil look in his eye. Okay, I mean, what Don't are they you think it's about? amazing
6: though that uh, I mean, all day I'll have my phone with me, and there'd be nothing ever that it just goes off and starts talking to me. Yeah, but we gotta disrupt the program somehow. During the somehow, radio Kurt. program, you know, I mean, he's <laughs> just like what? Uh, but anyway, they uh, in this uh, Herald Extra piece we'll where they're see if covering I can trip this. Ready?
1: Uh, hey you know. Siri. <laughs> <laughs>
6: yeah. Uh, anyway, they they call it the Rally for Liberty, they say, and it, and this is their way of staying it. Watch. It, it says it featured a number of prominent speakers, including Ammon Bundy and Shawna Cox, comma, anti-government activists who were part of an armed militia that took over an Oregon wildlife refuge in
1: 2016. Okay, let me stop these thugs for a minute. I can't even take it. I can't even take you finishing the sentence, Kirk. <laughs> First I of all, first of all, Ammon Bundy is not anti-government. In fact, he, like we, <clears throat> have been advocating yep. for obedience to the checks and balances in the Constitution and obeying the supreme yeah, law of the land. And these thugs run all over at roughshod. If you don't believe me, let me prove the point. A jury said Ammon Bundy was not guilty of anything. Criminal. Amen. And what the other judge said in the second trial, because, <clears throat> of course, they drug him through multiple court cases. Put him in jail for two years. The jury said he was guilty of nothing, and then the judge said, "Who was corrupt? Who withheld exculpatory evidence? Who was criminal in their delivery and derelict in their duty and withheld evidence and everything else? Not Ammon Bundy, no, sir." The judge said, "The government's so corrupt, I got to cancel this case. Ammon, you're free, sir." Now, why did all that happen? Not because uh, then
6: they tased his attorney in court. Well, of course, you yes. know, I mean, you think about that. When have you ever heard of an attorney getting tased in the courtroom? Well, and an attorney, I mean, by the way, that just won. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> okay, I and just, now they're
1: like, hey, Amon well, Bundy's anti government and he's, um, you know, was involved with an armed militia. Ammon Bundy was not armed. Okay, while they say he was involved in a takeover in an armed militia in Oregon, he was sitting in like a gymnasium with government officials who were speaking and talking and he was up there on the bleachers with his cowboy hat on, Kurt, and he was not armed. Right. What are they talking Yeah,
6: but about? that doesn't make a good story, Sam. I mean, uh, uh, you can't really It makes make a great, great story for the
1: but... sacred cause of liberty and those who defend it.
6: That's exactly right. But anyway, keep going. I don't yeah. mean to interrupt. I'm just they, saying, I uh, can't
1: take it anymore.
6: <laughs> they say uh, that he was clutching a microphone and wearing a f- faded leather boots and a chocolate brown cowboy hat. Uh, he told the crowd that solidarity was the way to stand up to government mandates, such as the statewide mandate for public K-12 through schools this fall he says plan on these are his words uh, at least according to the article quote plan on standing and uniting together because that is what it will come down to end quote. it will uh, come down to each one of us saying no um, and then as the powers come to come and force us in whatever we're saying no to then our neighbors will come around us and defend us and defend each other That's exactly what happened at the Bundy Ranch. That's what must happen all over the United States and all over the country if we are to preserve liberty. Um, I guess the uh, piece went on. It says, uh, Bundy asked the crowd, which ranged from elderly couples to parents with their toddlers and infants, a question, Who has the right to rule you? Um, One lady, I guess, shouted, No one. Uh, Another one uh, yelled, I do. Um, Another one said, God did. Um, He said, uh, Amabundi said, uh, it's not about a mask, it's not about a virus, it is about whose right is it to rule. Who has the right to rule your life, your time, your labor? Who has the right to control your body? We are entering the greatest battle to defend individual rights that has ever been waged before, he continued. If we lose this battle, then we and our children will be plunged into the depths of darkness for many generations. This darkness will be more severe than ever before. Anyway, uh, they gave some pretty good uh, coverage there. I don't know how accurate it is because I was across the way from there. I didn't get to hear. I mean, I was trying to make a living. I know it's kind of a crazy idea, but, you know, even though I have... Massive amounts of money that I didn't yes, you know do. where it is, you know. Yeah. Kurt Crosby's uh, the money man, that's for sure. That's right.
1: All right, hang tight. Anyway, I just I can't take the propaganda anymore, Kurt. They're lying. Why are they saying he's in faded boots and he's, you know, got this hat on or whatever? I and mean, they're making him sound like he's just this evil rebel. And the jury felt like he was guilty of nothing, and the judge felt like the government was factually like they're portraying Ammon Bundy to be.
8: Do we reflect about our future and where we as a culture are moving? Do we keep our trust in our jobs, homes, money, life necessities, investments, stock markets? Do we believe that our 401ks or other retirements will always be there and that the current economic order will recover? Is the economy going to recover and life return to normal? It ain't gonna happen. By a friend of Medjugorje, whether you are poor, middle-class, or rich, It Ain't Gonna Happen, a book of astounding revelations about the present economic order and where we are heading. It Ain't Gonna Happen by a friend of Medjugorje. To order, visit medj.com, spelled NEJ.com, jcom or call Caritas in the U.S., 205-672-2000, 205-672-2000.
1: So, anyway, as I was saying, I just can't take the propaganda, Kurt, the dishonesty. And what is, you know, they they act like he's in, like, faded clothes. I mean, they kind of want you to believe this guy's like Jesse James, Kurt.
6: Well, I mean, uh, I was thinking about that when you see the picture they show and thinking... You know, if he shaved and uh, you know got rid of his cowboy hat, it, it wouldn't really look like Amos Bundy to me. And so, well, uh, it, and that's that way, kind of part of the thing, is though. Is it
1: wrong to look like a cowboy when you're a cowboy, Kurt?
6: I don't think so, Sam. Now, I mean,
1: is that a wrong image, a, a painted you, image of a you know? of a criminal or a a, a ne'er do well or a social outcast and or a criminal? When that's really the heart and soul of Western America, Kurt. Is that? Uh, what I mean is, I, I think they're manipulating the the honest, fair image. I kind of think of uh, Ammon Bundy a little bit more like the John Wayne of the American restoration, personally. But see, that's just me, right?
6: That's right. And uh, this uh, this Herald Extra article, uh, and I got to tip my hat. You know, even though I don't have a hat on right now, but tip a hat uh, to them and saying, "Hey, this is a pretty good uh, in-depth article." I, since I wasn't over there, I mean, I was close. I just wasn't close enough to hear it. Um, they, you know, they tell you that there's a resident from Salem, uh, Amberly Nielsen or Nelson, who told the rally attendees, being a mother of seven, she called the statewide mask mandate for K through 12 schools and unprecedented usurping and an and, abuse uh, let me just stop the, there uh,
1: it is Kurt yes, we've never had this happen I don't think in the whole country ever
6: and, and I guess she uh, added that she wanted to unmask the truth about masks and the many other ways the government in the state of Utah is masking the truth uh, she said uh, the time has come to unmask ourselves unmask our voices and unmask our righteous rage at the unlawful acts of tyranny that are being hurled at a, uh daily, dressed up with official-sounding titles such as mandates. That's what she said over the cheering crowd. I guess they weren't huddling now. They were huddling earlier, but they were cheering now. Uh, she said wearing masks should always and only be a choice, never an act of compulsion by mandate, calling the school mandate a social experiment to see which residents would comply with government orders, She's hmm, pretty good there, remember, she says, we did not hire our representatives and elected officials to protect our health, we hired them to protect our liberties, it's our job to protect our health, and it's still our right to choose how and when and where, then they talk about, uh, the article talks about Enoch Moore, uh, calls him a member of Defending Utah. Uh, And he uh, says that their group is to promote liberty while exposing shills and fake friends of freedom. He encouraged parents to pull their kids out of public school, the story says, we would say government school. Uh, He says, uh, if possible and if unable to, to tell their kids to ignore the mask mandate Refuse all testing, uh, Moore told the crowd. The story says. Refuse to get your temperature taken. Refuse to wear a mask of any kind. Refuse anything. Well, you'll still get positive reading, though, I mean, if you refuse all testing. Right, Sam. Uh, refuse anything that could be classified as medical treatment to which they did not consent. Teach your children not to consent because they are following the law when they don't consent and make sure they have like-minded friends at school because they'll try to turn the children into against the parents. Um, And they say that uh, Bundy was telling the audience about the 2016 armed standoff against the federal government. Utah County Commissioner Bill Lee was holding a virtual town meeting with residents who had questions. So, you know, they're... They're feeling a little bit of heat, Sam, uh, you know, and uh, I don't. I I appreciate it. I think it's good, but not enough heat. I agree. I agree. Yeah. All right.
1: So, anyway, that's probably the whole story there. Utahns speak out against masks at Rally for Liberty in Orem, Utah, during a, quote, county commissioner's town hall. Connor Richards with the piece from the Daily Herald, but I find that interesting. Um, they act like we created a rally during their event. (laughs) When in reality, it's the opposite. They created their own event virtually to skip out on the people's event. And this is an interesting way. It all depends on who you are and what reference point you come from. And the media always comes to the government, you know, dictator's perspective kind of a thing. Why are they not attending our rally? Why are they not coming out with the people? Why are they having their own virtual sidestep, you know, while – right
6: well and uh, you know just like angela said they went to these meetings several times they shut them down or they said hey too many people in here you know so these guys gather at a park you know and then and they're and, saying uh,
1: we're doing it during their meeting wait a minute yeah, we're the ones that set the time and then they, they're like oh we're just gonna have a virtual meeting instead to circumvent what they're trying to do is divide the people so you go to the virtual yep. meeting and you listen to the bureaucrats you go to the the uh, in the park event and then you're a protester kurt see what i mean good boy you just can't That's win right. with these people and the reporting is dishonest now i appreciate Connor richards for trying to cover it uh do you think mm-hmm. O'Reilly covered it fairly kurt see i don't i don't really think well
6: so. i'd i'd only know that if i was actually there i mean i was close by there but i didn't really and i and to me it's the words know, the that are used thing. though
1: making it sound like That's we right. created a protest while You know, the the legitimate government was meeting peacefully and we're kind of the rabble-raisers. And, hey, Ammon Bundy was there, this anti-government guy. So the whole group is anti-government now. And it's all those tongue-in-cheek, wordsmithed, slanderous agenda pieces that that make me not comfortable with the reporting curve. Now, if you said, hey, there's a, you know, we have, based on the First Amendment, we have a right to peacefully assemble. And patriotic Americans got together with a peaceful assembly. It was an incredible event, peaceful. People were talking about the Constitution, talking about making sure that, you know what, we, the consent of the governed, have a say in what goes on with regards to masks. Uh, and there were great speakers, renowned speakers that understand the sacred cause of liberty. And why were, the, why were those who were elected who represent them not there to listen to the people for once? Now, if it was written like that, I would have some honor in it. But I don't see the article that way, Kurt, at all. And you could say it's not openly outright hostile. It's true. They know how to walk that line really well in the media, which is make sure to kind of side. Sl- we don't really, like, punch you in the face. That would be too obvious. We just kind of walk by and hit you in the back of the head. We just kind of trip and poke you in the eye and say, oh, my gosh, I'm sorry I tripped. Kind of an idea where he didn't openly attack and Bundy, but he sure didn't put him in a favorable light, Kurt.
6: Exactly right. And some folks that uh, I've even met would say, Man, you got to lock that guy up. He's in real trouble. You Why? Because the jury to...
1: said that he should go free? Why? Because the yeah. judge said the government's well, criminal? They don't
6: know that part. Well, they, they better know, know that part. Parts. That's my whole point. You know,
1: Why don't exactly they know that part?
6: Because the media chooses to not report. See, if
1: you're going to have a good, that. detailed part about Ammon Bunny coming to this thing, you need to say, The jury set him free. The poor guy served as an innocent man for two years in prison for nothing, according to the jury. The attorney got tased, and the next judge who took him on realized the federal government was criminal and derelict in their duty and intentionally withheld exculpatory evidence. And so Ammon walks free again because the government was out of control, the judge says. Okay, are you going to highlight any of those facts of reality, or are you just going to... The guy clutched under the microphone looking like a derelict cowboy from the Jesse James era. Okay, what are you talking about? See, they're not even on the same planet with us, Kurt, in terms of how we see this thing. We're so far apart, I think it's almost irreconcilable. I say almost because I always leave hope, right? That's right. All right, anyway, there you have it. Now, Facebook and Twitter took down a video where President Trump... Was saying that children were almost immune from the COVID 19 curtain. Now, they say the problem with that is it's propaganda. The president's saying things that aren't true. He's involved in fake news and got to take it down, says the arbiters of truth, yeah. Facebook and Twitter, there. Yeah, you want to respond strange,
6: to that? Well, um, <laughs> I mean, if you look at the real numbers, Sam, I mean, uh, people that are uh, pretty much under 24, it's just, you know, like they. They say, at least I'm looking at one of the pieces, it says, uh, Stanford expert says uh, 99.8% of deaths from COVID-19, people over 24. So then what are you worried about making little kiddos uh, have a mask on? Yeah, now what right. we're
1: going to do is we're going to wordsmith this into a manipulation of President Trump's reality, which is this. Hmm. Immune, Kurt? Immune? Children are immune? Scientifically, that's not true. Therefore, the president's a liar. He's wrong. He's... Okay, what President Trump is trying to do is talk to the masses. Now, if you want to go into the details, President Trump understands the scientific backing and the reality. Go to the last hour headline that we highlighted. Trump's COVID boast. See how they manipulate that? Let's change it. Trump's candid reality check on the coronavirus. Well, turns out that he's right. And they know that he's right. Well, the same thing's true here. Okay, he didn't say they were 100% immune. He just basically said, look, The chances of children getting it is pretty slim. And even when they get it, it's not catastrophic in any way. What, 98 plus percent of the time? Or 99.8 plus? Our family. Oh, and Kurt has that reality check in his own family to highlight President Trump's point? Except they ignore us and say we're anti government, right? That's how they roll.
0: Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio.
8: USA Radio News with Wendy King.
3: Across the country, some classrooms are already open for the school year, but some are choosing to stay closed, including the nation's third largest school system, Chicago School Superintendent Janice Jackson. We will begin the new school year learning at home and continue learning remotely for the first quarter, which ends on November 6th. Facing a spike in coronavirus cases, officials have rejected a plan to have some students in the classrooms. In an interview with Reuters, Dr. Anthony Fauci said he's cautiously optimistic that we'll have a vaccine by 2021. New York City is putting up checkpoints to identify visitors coming in from COVID hotspots. Mayor Bill de Blasio.
4: The checkpoints, I think, are going to send a very powerful message that this quarantine
3: law is serious. This is USA Radio News. Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time.
5: Balance of Nature, it's the greatest thing in the world. I can't imagine where I would be without it. You know, I I feel 20 years old again, and I want to continue to stay in shape. I understand the oversaturation in the market and the resulting cynicism that people have, but Balance of Nature works for anybody and everybody. And as much as it's a today product, it's a product for the future for me. I am the most satisfied customer in the world. I don't know what I would do without it.
3: Don't wait to see what getting over 10 servings of whole fruits and vegetables every day can do for you. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Start your journey to better health today by calling 1-800-2468-751 or by going to balanceofnature.com. Again, that's balanceofnature.com. And make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA. Authorities in Beirut have increased the death count from the devastating explosion on Tuesday to at least 135. The government said around 300,000 people were homeless after the blasts and more than 5,000 people were injured. Germany has sent search and rescue teams and the WHO is sending 23 tons of aid. Democratic presidential hopeful Joe Biden will not travel to Milwaukee for the Democratic National Convention this month to deliver his acceptance speech due to concerns about COVID-19. Instead, Biden and all the other scheduled speakers at the August 17th through 20th convention will make their remarks remotely. The DNC said the changes were made to, quote, prevent risking the health of our host community, as well as the convention's production teams, security officials, community partners, media, and others necessary to orchestrate the event. Biden will accept the Democratic nomination from his home state of Delaware. You're listening to USA Radio News.
0: Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio.
1: All right, back with you live. Sam Bushman and Kurt Crosby on your radio. You know, this whole thing about masks and this whole thing about the coronavirus and this whole thing about, you know, attacking President Trump is slowly but surely starting to be a polarizing reality where, you know what, even people who may not even agree with us in the past are starting to agree with us. So they're going, look, I may not agree with you on politics, Sam, but I'm not really for wearing masks everywhere. Uh, you know what, I don't agree with the propaganda that they're peddling about and everybody's gonna die from corona. They see President Trump's point and they see the truth and they start to, you know, you just for example, let's say you're in Scott's or Kurt's family and you're more liberal or whatever, and you know, then you go, Man, I just see a difference in my family. Everybody's not dying of the corona. And so I think more and more people are polarizing in the favor of Trump, in the favor of, you know what, no masks. Let's not lock down. I think most people are saying, let's be prudent. Let's social distance. Some people are even saying, you know what? I choose to wear masks, but I don't agree with the mandate for masks. And um, it's important when you see Facebook and Twitter literally both double down against President Trump and take his video and take, you know, his points offline. My question is this, whether you think the president's right or not, whether you agree or not, whether you believe the scientists say what he's saying is correct or not. Do you have the right to just take down dissenting opinions from the president of the United States of America? Who knows more, Facebook or the president? Twitter or the president? And you could say, well, neither of them are scientists. Neither of them are, are physicians. Neither of them know more. And I would say, but you know what? At least President Trump has been guided by top physicians. Okay. Well, there's a Stanford expert that we want to talk about and highlight today. It's a big article, a bunch of commentary on this guy. But I think we got to fire Fauci and replace him with Scott Atlas. Stanford sure looks
6: like it, doesn't it, Sam?
1: That's what I think. Stanford expert, Dr. Scott Atlas. He's of Stanford's Hoover Institution. Kurt, let's start there.
6: Yeah, and the Hoover Institution is not where they got the vacuums in the first place. It's just, um, you know, the name for it. But anyway, uh, uh, and, uh, you know, he says he's always believed, uh, you know, this... uh, whole locking things down to flatten the curve and all that stuff was uh, the wrong approach. Of protecting, he says, the higher risk populations and allowing the virus to burn out or attenuate as what the article says uh, through infecting people who are at low risk of serious illness should be the aim. That's what he said in a Fox News interview with Sander Smith who is guest hosting the story, I guess that's a program there. Uh, He said, I think there is a huge disconnect here in what the goal of public policy is here. Uh, He's, by the way, a senior fellow in scientific philosophy and public policy at what's called Stanford University's Hoover Institution. Uh, He said, the goal of stopping COVID-19 cases is not the appropriate goal. The goal is simply twofold to protect the people who are going to have a serious problem or die. I guess it would be a serious problem. Uh, That's the high-risk population and to stop hospital overcrowding. He argued against focusing on testing college students, for example, when the aim should be to protect the high-risk group from getting infected. He said there should never be, and there is no goal to stop college students from getting an infection they have no problem with. Uh, And then he points out that 99.8, that's a pretty high percentage uh, of the deaths from COVID-19, are in people over 24. Uh, he says they can do things if they are still afraid from a distance, but you don't know, lock down healthy people. Uh, he says it's, not, it's just irrational, really. And, um, you know, he's right, isn't he?
1: Well, and he's agreeing with what P- President Trump has said for a long time, what we've been saying from the very beginning, Kurt. And here's the point for Facebook and Twitter. You can disagree with me, you can disagree with the president, but what you can't do... And this is where I think that we really need to sue Facebook and Twitter and others, Google. And you're saying that Dr. Scott Atlas of Stanford has not a clue and that you know more. Okay, that's the real problem with this propaganda they're peddling. Now, they can have their own opinions, too. And I don't have a problem if Facebook and Twitter have a different opinion. Fauci has a different opinion. They're entitled to their opinion, too. What they're not entitled to do, though, is shut out our opinion And that's the problem that I'm having with this. Now, Dr. Scott Atlas says this, protecting the higher risk populations and allowing the virus to burn out or attenuate through infecting people who are at low risk of serious illness should be the aim, he said in a Fox News interview with Sandra Smith. Now, here's the point, Kurt. As we attenuate this disease, it gets weaker and weaker. And as we let it infect people who will not die, 99.8% chance they won't die. President Trump has said in congruency with Dr. Scott Atlas's uh, professional opinion. President Trump said, hey, kids are almost immune from COVID-19. Now, if they've got a 99.8% likelihood of when they get it, there's no real serious complications and or death. Is President Trump really wrong? He's agreeing with Dr. Scott Atlas. Well, I don't know where Fauci is on this, but I agree with protecting the higher risk population, not by force, but by willingness to do, you know, the best we can. Um, he goes on though, and he talks about the goal of stopping COVID nineteen cases is not the appropriate goal, Kurt. The goal is simply twofold. Start there. This is incredible.
6: Very good, Sam. Yeah, he's uh, basically, uh, you know, just giving you the facts, uh, at least I think. And yet, uh, you know, wouldn't want to get the facts in the way. Uh, But uh, I'm just looking for that little part where you said uh, the goal is. Yeah, it says the goal goal of
1: stopping this thing, of stopping COVID-19 cases is not the appropriate goal. That's the first thing to understand. Right. Then he says the goal is simply twofold. First. To protect the people that are going to have a serious problem with COVID. Those are the people that are going to die. Okay? Mm -hmm. I would say the highest risk people. Not even necessarily the higher risk. The highest risk people. The people that are going to die. And you don't know who's going to die and who's not. But you can predict. Almost all the people that have died from COVID cured are over 50. Yep. All right. Secondly, nine times out of ten, they've got underlying health conditions. And they're usually in some kind of a facility for those underlying conditions. I mean, they're already, at least with their health on the ropes, so to speak. Now, I'm not down in their right. situation, but I'm highlighting hmm. the reality, the factors that can give us an idea of who the highest population at risk is. The second That's thing right. we can do, in addition to protecting those who have a serious problem or die, the second goal should be to stop hospital overcrowding. Okay? Okay. I agree again, because what we're saying is we need to have room for those who truly need to go to the hospital for the COVID. Yep. We need to make sure there's room for those people. So we need to focus on protecting those who might die and making sure we don't hospital overcrowd. How do you best make sure we don't hospital overcrowd? And the answer is to not necessarily just test everybody and their dog. Atlas argued against focusing on testing college students because he said the aim should be To prevent people or protect people, that's the high-risk group from getting infected. That should be our goal. Yep. He continued. He said there should never be a goal to stop college students from getting infected or those who are even younger. Because what you do is you race towards herd immunity, natural herd immunity when you do that. And if those people are, you know what, not really at high risk, what's the problem? And that's where you get the 98 or 99.8% of deaths from the COVID 19 are in people over 24. Now, when you highlight uh, this, at, you know, over 24, you can even, hi- you know, increase the age to say 50, and you still get like a 90% chance of no problem or more. Okay, but then he finishes up what he's saying and he says this You know what? You don't lock down healthy. People, I know you said that before, Kurt, when you were highlighting this, but I want to repeat that. This Dr. Atlas is saying you don't lock down healthy people. I think this is the salient point. All right. Any more on this one, Kurt?
6: Well, you know, I, I think you've hit most everything. I want to cover this one little part where he talks about uh, he insisted that mass testing destroys the ability to get critical information on the tests. From the people who are at high risk, you know uh, we talked about this where you get these um, stories of saying that we can get five minute uh, results and yet you know we've we've talked to literally uh people that we've known who said who were told it' take them ten days to get their results back um, so if you jam up the system with a bunch of you know testing of people who aren't really in the high risk category then it delays like he says when we have testing delays because we're doing a million tests every day it's getting to be crazy already we need to be able to get the results from the high risk test no one else you know and
1: yeah and it, what it what also said. does though is when you focus on cases yeah. when 90 plus percent of those cases turn out the people are fine you create this panic in the people ...about the number of cases when it's not really even justified. He, then he says both democratic and autocratic regimes we will start there in seconds.
11: Hey, listen up, this is a deep state alert. Former Texas Congressman Steve Stockman, who moved to arrest Lois Lerner for contempt of Congress, has been imprisoned by the very office that Lerner led. You heard right. Stockman hit the Obama administration hard and they hit back with the full force of the federal government. The guy who said he wanted Mark Levin as Speaker of the House, was the first to threaten Obama's impeachment, exposed Hillary selling steel to the Iranians, and blocked both Obama's immigration and gun bills from even reaching the House. But Obama holdovers came after him in federal court with trumped-up charges and have locked our guy up. Like many others, he was on Obama's hit list. Steve fought for us in Congress, now we need to fight for him. Don't abandon this wounded hero on the battlefield, let's help cover his massive legal costs. To chip in five bucks or more, text the word FIGHT to 444-999, that's FIGHT, F-I-G-H-T to 444-999, or go to DefendAPatriot.com, that's DefendAPatriot.com.
12: and have some kids
0: begging politicians bureaucrats and educrats, at all do gooders to please obey the supreme law of the land the constitution this is Liberty Roundtable.
1: all right talked about a bunch of crats kurt so so does our head, our liner huh
6: Good point, Sam. Yeah, yeah. Right at the end of the article uh, from, uh, I'm pretty sure this was um, what world Net Daily. Yeah, that's right. Wnd.com um, doing a phenomenal yeah, job, ladies and gentlemen. Right. And uh, you know it says uh, they have also caused an erosion of fundamental rights and the separation of powers in large part of the world, uh, in in a large part of the world as both democratic and autocratic regimes. Uh, these are governments have misused their emergency powers and ignored constitutional limits to policymaking. So, um, you know, that's your lockdowns, you know, stuff like that. So,
1: Well, the truth shall set you free. And again, Dr. Yep. Atlas highlights President Trump's point. The reason I say that we ought to fire Fauci and put uh, Dr. Atlas in his place is because this is uh, certainly every bit as uh, credentialed of a physician. Uh, secondarily, uh, you know what? He agrees with President Trump way more uh, than, say, a Fauci does. And part of the problem, unfairly, is this disconnect and this arguing and this differing of opinions. We need a clear message from the White House. And I think Dr. Scott Atlas could carry that message for President Trump much more effectively in a meaningful way, which is, hey, this is nothing to mess with. Dr. Atlas is not dismissing this and saying it doesn't matter. What he's saying is we need to go about it differently. Uh, The point is there's a huge disconnect is the exact words he used. Okay? There's a huge connect disconnect in what the goal of the public policy is or ought to be. I agree. And that's where we got to get on the same page and carry a clear message, which is we know this virus is serious, folks. Let's be clear. That's why we stopped uh, the Chinese from coming. It's not that we hate Chinese. It's that we didn't want the infection to spread. And they say, oh, you either did it too late, President Trump, or you shouldn't have done it at all. Well, they can't win. I mean, they, they can't. they got to pick their poison. Either he shouldn't have stopped it at all or he stopped it too early. How can that be? He did his best, and he saved lives. But they're going to criticize him because he should have done it sooner and then criticize him because he did it at all? It doesn't make any sense. So we need to get Dr. Scott Atlas and President Trump to start having press briefings and then to start going on radio programs, both of them. Okay, they could do 10 times more with radio programs than, and, and than anything else. And, and I'm telling you, we could create a consistent message that really highlighted, look, the coronavirus is serious. We've got to protect the most vulnerable among us. We've got to make sure hospitals don't get overwhelmed. But we've got that well in hand. Let's now open up society and life and schools and get back to normal as much as we can. Uh, and there are some practices that we can take that can reduce the likelihood of, if you get the virus, of it being catastrophic. And that's really where Dr. Atlas um in my opinion, shines the most and is intelligent, thoughtful. Um, you know, he's the expert of Stanford, so I ain't the guy to know. Um, we really need to work on that. And, and and we really and I think if we stop the panic, stop the divide on this thing, and really focused on productive solutions going forward, we could get this nation back on track pretty quickly, Kurt. I implore President Trump to fire Fauci and replace with Dr. Scott Atlas. All right, let's talk about the media and its myths about gun control. The news industry, Kurt, and their push against guns is actually endangering people's lives. John R. Lott, Jr.
6: Good point. And, uh, you know, John Lott's been uh, doing great work on this kind of stuff for years, uh, Sam. And, uh, you know, he writes, uh, you know, you got the World Net Daily and the Real Clear Politics all p- teaming up. uh but, then, you know, they talk about this uh, push to disarm Americans uh, such as Pamela and Mark McCloskey. Those are the St. Louisans, I guess. I don't know if that's how you say it. But, uh, you know, that recently have been in the media. Uh, they say the news media give people a view, very skewed view of guns and crime. And they push policies that, well, endangered, endangered people's lives. Um. You know, and he talks about uh New York Times and these different places uh, you know lots of really good detail here uh but there's several myths they've got five of them in here um myth number one says um l a times why the why the u s is number one in mass shootings uh says this claim is based on one study by Adam Langford at the University of Alabama. And uh, Langford asserted that the U.S. accounted for 31% of mass public shootings from 66 to 2012. Uh, They say that the thing is, Sam, when they finally got him to release his data and stuff, they found out, well, he was wrong. He, you know, he he had it wrong. And he says the United States accounted for just 1% of the shooters, far less than its share of the world population. Uh, and, uh, pl- places like France, Switzerland, Russia, Finland, and Norway all have substantially higher per capita fatality rates than does the U.S. You know, France's rate's 111% higher than ours, uh, so, you know, that's part of the whole myth thing. Myth number two, gun ownership is declining, um, yeah. <laughs> So, anyway, hey man, people are buying guns at a
1: rapid rate. Even the blacks (laughs) and the people in the hood and all the people that used to not be for guns, they're like, well, wait a minute now. If the thugs are going to come in my house and rape my family and take all my stuff, I need to rob me not. I need to rape me not. And so they're starting to get the great equalizer there. And in the hands of good people is a blessing and a half. Yeah,
6: and they say myth number three guns allow people to kill themselves much more easily. Uh, You know, and it's back. I don't know, know that's really a myth. Anything around
1: allows people to kill things, people more easily. That's so right. do medications and, you know, that's so does right. the knife that cuts your steak when you're eating dinner. And so does the, I mean, I can go on and on, the car that you drive because you could get in your garage and kill yourself, right? You know, it you can
6: be used to stop havoc, right? Of course it could. That's the key thing. But that, they don't want to, to admit that out. truth. That's right. Now, myth number four, they say background checks stop mass public shootings. Um, and, uh, you know, they basically say they always want to get more background checks, and yet the thing they forget to say, Sam, is that uh, criminals don't keep the law.
1: Imagine that.
6: I mean, it's kind All of right. crazy. Myth number five, they say academics think that gun control reduces crime. Uh, and then they say academics are very skeptical of gun control. The New York Times garnered attention with its 2017 surveys of academics, but it asked only 32 of them, and the vast majority were public health researchers with only few, a few criminologists or economists. Many respondents had never done empirical research on gun control, let alone published a peer-reviewed paper on the subject. No, you sure Uh, can't have this
1: guy in the, you know. Well, that's exactly right. This guy, uh,
6: he says, especially in high crime urban areas, minorities need to have a way of fighting back against crime. Gun control and restrictions on police are making black lives more vulnerable than they have been in many decades.
1: There you have it. Where's John Lott from, Kurt?
6: Well, you remember John Lott was the guy yeah, that I know who he uh, is. I just can't remember wrote, where he's um, from. I don't remember either. But let's right, well, uh, try to look that up. Crime. It's kind of I'll interesting. Have to look him up.
1: He does a great yeah. job. All right, I want to get to a couple of other quick stories before the end of the hour. Ohio Pharmacy Board. First, they locked Very down good. and said physicians cannot give you hydroxychloroquine, Kurt. No, no, no. It's evil. It's bad. You can't do it. Well, now they've reversed. So the Ohio Pharmacy Board reverses hydroxychloroquine ban a day after issuing it, writes Jack Davis of the Western Journal. So they banned it, and the outcry was so great they had to reverse the ban because they were peddling propaganda with the ban, Kurt.
6: Well, yeah, Sam. I mean, imagine them, uh, you know, reversing Is another point that President Trump
1: is right, and, and these doctors that are talking about this is right. There's more doctors agree that hydroxychloroquine can help versus hinder by far more doctors that believe that that's why we need to get some of these other doctors on President Trump's board or staff or whatever else because even these pharmacy boards are starting to realize President Trump is correct the problem is the mainstream (laughs) press won't tell you all these things takes the Western Journal to report the reversal the mainstream press is just like oh man you know the Ohio Ohio pharmacy board shut down hydroxychloroquine there, and, and then when it gets reversed they're just like mum's the word
6: yeah it's crazy it's on the back page if it's on any page you know yeah Good point. Good point.
1: All right. In a rare move, top American rabbinical leader unequivocally endorses President Trump. This is interesting, Kurt.
6: Well, I mean, Sam, uh, we just don't see the president getting good stories, um, and this one here's here's a you know big leader of a religious group, and yet uh, you know. Why wouldn't that story get uh, some real coverage? I'll tell you why. Cause it's good news for the president, Sam. Right?
1: Yeah, can't be having that. Now the That's folks funny. that are anti-Jew and anti—you know, Vatican and yep. anti-Catholic or whatever—they're gonna—they're gonna be like, "Oh man, this just Jared Kushner got this done for the you know the Donald, and you know this is really bad. Oh, yeah. and now the Jews are in bed with the president, and you know they're gonna go on like that. And I want to just reject that notion for a second. Okay? Mm-hmm. Let's just stop and quit painting with such a broad brush. Let's be intelligent yeah. about this. If a Jewish person endorses, in my opinion, the greatest president in our lifetimes, shouldn't we applaud sure. that?
6: Sure should be uh, applauded. Maybe I the Jewish guy's
1: starting to believe in Christ like President Trump, Kurt.
6: Mm-hmm. Good point.
1: Maybe, so. maybe the Jewish guy realizes that President Trump is right on the COVID issues for the most part. Maybe the guy's realizing that pro-life matters, and he believes in pro-life. He's a Jewish guy that's pro-life. I don't know the reasons behind it. All I'm saying is, hey, we need to learn when to criticize or when to say this is wrong and here's why. And we need to also yep. learn to stop it when, when we uh, have something good, even if you can find the negative narrative behind everything. I mean, it's easy to do. That's exactly right. right. But at some point, you got to say, well, look, this guy could be backing Biden. What would we say then? See, all I'm saying is, look, is it good that he's doing this? Yeah, because I think the more um, support we get for President Trump, the better. You can say, well, Sam, I I don't think Trump's doing a good job. My response is, okay, well, who do you think should be president? And who's on, you know, who's on first with that, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, I, I support third party candidates as well. Yep. But at the same time, I say, I sure don't want the Bidens of the world. Good point. You don't think they have any Jewish influence? <laughs> okay, so all I'm yeah, saying is I guess I'm not interested guy. in those racial debates or those religious separations or those divides. I'm saying, right. hey, this guy's doing a good job backing President Trump. It's a rare move for someone in that kind of a position to do so. But when it's right, let's not shoot it down. Good for him.
6: That's right. Yeah, yeah this guy apparently is in charge. They call him a preeminent leader of the American Ultra-orthodox Jewry, uh, J-E-W-R-Y, and uh, they say unequivocally endorsed Donald Trump for the 2020 election. So, you know, that's pretty uh, big news for the. President. I wonder
1: how many more uh, huge endorsements President Trump will get before it's over, huh? Good point. All right. Anyway, and, and again. You know, what? I don't want people to think, oh, Sam, you've fallen to the dark side. Now you're, you know, embracing the Jews or you're... Okay, listen, stop. I don't even want to hear it. I'm not embracing anybody, but I am saying religious freedom is important and I back religious liberty. And I am saying when good people come to the table, even if they're not people that I would normally think would be on the right side of an issue, when they are once in a while, let's give them credit and just leave it at that. Oh, no, there's a deep conspiracy. President Trump could be... All they'll do is have the Jewish influence control the President. Okay, still embrace the fruits that are good that he does, will you?
10: All right, God save the Republic, loving dot net.